Hey friends, I'm Ashley Parker and this is A Splash of Ash. In each episode, I share actionable lifestyle changes to nurture your mind, body, and soul in order to achieve a greater self-worth. I'll be bringing you a drop of good vibes, a dash of confidence, and a sprinkle of inspiration. Change your everyday, change your life. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of A Splash of Ash. Thank you so much for being here. If this is your first time listening, welcome to my podcast. Uh, it's always amazing to have new listeners and, and the support and the encouragement from everybody. So thank you for tuning in. Today's episode is going to be a really fun episode. I have a special guest who I met through one of my friends, and she is a hypnotherapist. Her name is Megan. She does all sorts of amazing things with her hypnotherapy. She helps guide people on their own journeys of self-discovery, and she helps people with weight loss, anxiety, all sorts of different mental health uh, illnesses, I guess, or mental health disorders, even just confidence, you name it, she does it. And she is amazing. And she is here to share all the wonderful things that she does. So welcome, Megan. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yes, this is so fun. Okay, so let's just like jump right in. Let's start with how you got started with hypnotherapy. Like, how did you end up doing this? It's very niche and it's so exciting to have somebody with such a unique ability on my podcast. Yeah. So honestly, it was very random that I got into hypnotherapy. I was going through a breakup at the time and I just quit my job. I didn't know what I was going to do next. And this one woman that I used to always listen to her podcast was talking about how she was a hypnotherapist. And she just made it sound so amazing. Like the transformations that she was helping with people with were so quick and powerful. So honestly, that day, I just looked up different hypnotherapy programs. I picked the school Hypnosis Motivation Institute in California. And I think I literally signed up the next day. That's so amazing. very quick. I, and then I signed, and then right after that, I'm like, oh, I should probably get hypnotized if I want to be a hypnotherapist. So then the day after that, I booked a session with an amazing therapist in Tampa and the rest is history. Yeah. But it's, it's so neat to hear different people's stories on how they get involved with, you know, kind of the path that they're on right now. Like it just kind of fell in your lap and it was the right thing for you. So I think that's amazing. Yeah. And it really came pretty easy for me because I was a yoga teacher at the time. I was a meditation teacher. So I had that calming energy that you kind of need as a hypnotherapist. Yeah. And that just, yeah, it came really easy for me. And I was so interested in all the classes. We were learning things about like dream therapy, so much about the subconscious mind, limiting beliefs. And it was just a really awesome program that I chose. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Can you, so I have never been hypnotized, so I'd have no idea what that is like. So when you took the next step, you signed up for the program and then you were like, oh, maybe I should give this a try if I'm going to be doing this for other people. What was that experience like for you? It was really amazing. I had no idea what to expect because hypnosis on TV and all that kind of stuff. You think it's this insane experience where someone's controlling your mind. So I really just didn't know what to expect. It was not that. It was just very, very relaxing. And I remember 
a lot of people cry in hypnotherapy just because it's a way for your subconscious mind and your body to totally release energy and make room for the new. So I remember I was in hypnosis. I was laughing. I was crying. I was talking. And I was just shocked because it was so different than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, that's wild. Okay, so let's give my listeners and me a little bit of context on exactly what hypnotherapy is. So can you describe it for us so that we can kind of wrap our heads around it? Yeah, so hypnotherapy is all about working with the subconscious mind. Your conscious mind where you have all your daily thoughts is only 12% of your brain power. And that Mm. other 80% is your subconscious mind. Wow. That's where all your behaviors are stored, your limiting beliefs, your kind of life script that you wrote for yourself. And it makes sense when you think about it, because if you had to basically like relearn how to cook food, talk to people, drive your car every single day, you would would never be able to grow. Yeah. So conscious automatic behaviors. So when you're in hypnosis, you pretty much get your client or get my clients to like a very relaxed state. And in this state, the subconscious mind is really able to absorb new information. So what I'm doing is kind of just feeding people new information about that aligns with the goals that they want to achieve, the habits that they want to create. Because a lot of times people, like I'll use weight loss for an example. A lot of people come to me for weight loss And they're like, Meg, I am my own worst enemy with this. Like, I want to lose weight so bad, but I literally can't stop eating chocolate. I can't stop watching Netflix. And that's an inner battle that they have. That's their conscious desires, kind of fighting their subconscious programming, fighting the habits that they've created for years and years. Mm. So in hypnosis, when your subconscious mind is really open, it's easy to slip new suggestions in like, wanting to eat healthy food, wanting to move your body more, wanting to do things that really serve you and your goals. Wow. Yeah, no, it makes total sense. Yeah. So if we, if we touch on the aspect of your habits, right? Cause I am all about implementing habits and routines into your life that get you closer to your goals. Would you say that your habits are more related to the subconscious mind or the conscious mind? Subconscious. Okay. Because when you're doing something repeatedly, like your daily habits, you're doing them every single day, that's creating that neural pathway. And you're just, you just start to automatically do them without even thinking about it. That's what a habit is. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of your subconscious mind. Yeah. It's so neat. So when you are doing hypnosis, is that the right like term? If you're doing hypnosis yeah. on somebody? It- a, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. So <laughs> if, if that's what you're doing and you're tapping into their subconscious, what kinds of things do you say to your client? Let's use weight loss, for example, that will help kind of get in their subconscious mind to kind of prompt them to make some of those changes in their everyday life. Yeah. So Basically, in our subconscious mind, we have our knowns, which is things that we've already done before, things that we've already experienced. And then we have unknowns, which are things that we've never done, things that we've never experienced. And we're so geared as humans to go towards what we already know, because that usually takes less energy. That's usually the safer option. Yeah, it's comfortable. Comfortable, yeah. So when my clients are in hypnosis... I'm feeding them new knowns into their subconscious mind. So they're automatically 
motivated to do those new behaviors. So just kind of telling them you're you're starting to enjoy moving your body. You are gravitating towards the healthier foods. You're loving the taste. Like whatever it is that they specifically need, it's just planting those in their subconscious mind as known. So then they're automatically drawn towards doing that behavior. Yeah. Um, how many sessions would you say it takes? I mean, it might be one. I have no idea. How many sessions have you seen it take for a client to really start to grasp and work, you know, towards their goals easier or, or more readily? Yeah. That's literally the first question. Every client asks me yeah. how many sessions is it going to be? And I, I love saying three to five. Like I usually don't see people for more than five sessions, but for a lot of things, it could just be one session, but three sessions really, because like you've probably heard before, 21 days to really create a new habit. Yeah. Really ingraining these new notes in your subconscious mind. But a lot of people, like if you're just coming to me for one single habit or one thing that you're trying to create, it could just be one session. Okay. So I think of like mental health counseling, right? Because that's my background is a mental health counseling. And when I would do therapy, I typically, you know, sessions are eight to 10 if you're doing cognitive behavioral therapy, the standard, I guess you could say CBT, it would take, you know, eight to 10 sessions. But a lot of that work is encouraged to be done outside the therapy room. So I talk to them and I encourage them and we talk things through inside, you know, a room for 50 minutes. And then I encourage them to use that new knowledge and the things that we talked about in session outside in the real world. How do you see that show up with you and hypnotherapy? Is it more work that you do that really helps the client or do they have to take what they're learning in their subconscious kind of out into the real world? Well, okay. So hypnotherapy, I actually just had a kind of talk with one of my clients about this this morning. She's worked on binge eating and she texted me this morning. I'm listening to my weight loss audio every morning, every evening. Like I'm doing it. Like I'm, I'm finally getting it. And I said to her, I'm like, you're so right. The hypnotherapy sessions are so, so powerful. But kind of like what we were saying before, the daily habits are what is going to keep that progress rolling. So, I mean, for my clients, like I always record the sessions and they could listen to them after. I always suggest that they listen to them before Uh bed. Just keep it repeating in their mind over and over and over because the mind learns so well through repetition. So it's not a lot of work outside of it. And sometimes, honestly, for some of my clients, it's just one session and they're done. They're changed. But I always recommend listening to the audios daily and just implementing those daily habits to keep the progress going. Yeah. Well, that's, it's, it's such a neat thing to think about how powerful hypnosis can be in, in how we can change our habits and our and our routines every day to kind of get closer to our goals. So I kind of want to switch gears a little bit here. And I want to, so we're in a time of COVID and um, Zoom, which is how we're doing this interview right now. How has COVID kind of forced you to maybe pivot a little bit or change gears? And has that affected your um, hypnosis and the work that you do? Well, so. Pre-COVID, my mom and I owned a yoga and bar studio together in Connecticut. So I'm all about movement, yoga, meditation, all that good stuff. 
that's where I started my hypnotherapy practice and got all my clients through my yoga students. And that was in Connecticut. So during COVID, my mom and I both had this gut feeling because I did not want to be living in Connecticut throughout my whole 20s. And she was just ready to retire. We both separately had this gut feeling that it was time to end the yoga bar. That was the name of the studio and kind of go on to the next step in our path. It was sad, but we closed it. And right from then, I I was like, all right, I guess I'm going to go virtual with my hypnotherapy because that was kind of the direction that I saw pretty much every business that I knew going. Yeah. And it, it actually has been way different than what I thought it was going to be. I thought I was going to have all my clients from the studio just like automatically switch to my virtual clients. But that clientele was a little bit older yeah. and they didn't totally follow me. Zoom, yeah. It was kind of like starting over, but it worked out really well because I kind of have a different ideal client. I kind of want to work more with people that are my age, maybe in college that suffer with binge eating and weight gain, like things that I can more relate to personally. Yeah. So it's been a big change and I've been selling like more audios and doing like Zoom group sessions and stuff like that. But it was a very big change because of COVID. Yeah. I think what you said about wanting to kind of work with people that you can maybe connect and relate to on some of their issues, that makes so much sense to me too. Because I felt that way when I was in my clinicals back in my master's program, I connected way more with like even the adolescents, you know, and people more my age with like college issues or relationship issues than some of the older adults that I had. I mean, you kind of have to put on that hat. Like, you know, I understand, you know, you're empathetic and in a sense, you know, you, you do get it in my therapist role, but outside of that role, it's so much easier to connect with somebody on a different level when you're like, I get it. I've been there. I can totally relate to you. It makes sense. Yeah, exactly. And at the studio, people just knew me as Meg, one of the owners of the studio. I, people thought of me as like a younger person, but I, worked mainly with women that were like 40 to 60. <laughs> so now like yeah. I'm working with a young crowd and if someone reaches out to me through like Facebook or Instagram that's older, I notice they're more apprehensive to meet with me now because I'm younger and they're like, I don't know if you could relate to me. Yeah. Have you seen, uh, I feel like our generation, I guess now is more, I don't know if you would say like accepting of hypnotherapy how have you seen like older adults um, kind of have this stigma around hypnotherapy or like, well, I don't think that'll work for me or things like that. I think our generation is now so much more open to a lot of different things and trying a lot of different things. Have you seen that older adults find it a little bit hard to be like, that will help me? I mean, whether people are young or old that are coming to see me, it's 90% of the time they're like, this is my last resort. <laughs> like I am desperate. Yeah. I need play. I need to gain confidence. Like this is my last resort. I don't know if this is going to work for me. I honestly have a lot of doubts and I just have to assure them like most of my clients do have doubts when they come to see me. It's yeah. therapy. It's something that's so common. Yeah. But like 99% of the time we prove them wrong. And like, I'm, I'm doing hypnotherapy, but I'm also like teaching them tools and habits that they could create that are helping the process too. Yeah. So when you're doing hypnotherapy and 
I guess you're, you're kind of coming out of hypno the hypnosis, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like what the terms I got to get it. Um, do you process like what went on during hypnosis afterwards? Like you two together come together and process kind of like what went on and how they feel and things like that. Yeah. I'll always ask them, how was that for you? Like, what did you see during the imagery and things like that? But so funny. So right when someone gets out of hypnosis, they're like the most suggestible. They're very, they're still really, really open to new information. So I just always make a point to say, no matter what happened, you did a great job. Like I can tell that you just had an amazing transformation. Like you really got into it. I'm so proud of you to just kind of like reinforce like, because everything's power belief. If they think they did a great job, if they yeah. think they got a lot out of it, they're going to get a lot out of it. You know? Yeah. And uh, what I hear a lot from this conversation is focused on self-talk in a way, right? Like you are getting into their subconscious and you're, you know, you, I am moving my body because I love myself. I am, you know, not eating, I, I'm, I'm eating foods that bless my body or whatever it is. And it's all mm-hmm. about the self-talk. So what I hear you saying is in a way you're teaching them how to talk to themselves in a much different way than humans talk to ourselves. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's so much about that. And choosing those like positive phrases and words to say to yourself instead of, if you're constantly saying, I was talking about this last night in my group that I had, if you're constantly saying, oh my God, I hate working out. Like working out sucks. It takes so much time. I hate getting sweaty. You're building up so much resistance towards working out. Mm. You have to change those words into, I'm choosing to work out. I'm so lucky that my body can move. Like there's so many fun workouts I could do. And instead of building resistance, you're just kind of opening your mind up to possibilities and even the possibility of enjoying it because it feels so good. Yeah. I love that. I'm huge on self-talk and the way we talk to ourselves because I, a lot of us talk to ourselves in a way that like our friend when, you know, we wouldn't talk to our friend in the way that we say to ourselves. So I just think it's such a good thing that you are out there and advocating for such positive self-talk because it's so powerful that it can literally change your habits and your routines and get you closer to your goals. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. It's so powerful. And we are so much harder on ourselves than we are to I'm yeah. guilty of Oh yeah. So hard on ourselves when if we're talking to a friend in the same situation, we'd be way supportive, really understanding. And yeah, it's totally and it's not just about talking positively to yourself when you've achieved the goal or when you've manifested whatever you're trying to manifest. It's talking yourself through it, being your number one cheerleader on those days that you don't want to get the workout in, on those days that you don't want to be healthy. Like, it's okay to make a mistake. Like, we're going to move on. We're going to make this happen. And just like cheering yourself on is such a big part of any transformation. Oh, yeah. Huge. I have even noticed that like when I do a workout and I'm just feeling like I don't want to finish the workout, I'm like dying. My legs hurt, my body hurt or whatever. And my head is making up all these excuses why I should just like stop and just like go do something else. But when I notice that and I try to tweak that and I'm like, okay, I get to move my body today. Some people don't even have that opportunity. And I'm doing this because I love myself. It makes your workout so much easier to just keep pushing through and just to keep going. It's, it's, it's really, really neat to do that. Oh yeah. When I work out, I'm like, oh my God, I'm such a badass. Yes. Yes. (laughs) 
come up like that. And it's whatever works for you, like the same like kind of encouraging words. It's gonna be different for everyone. So totally. like, that's what I'll do at the talking portion of all of our session. I'll kind of get what words they want to use with themselves, so it's more specific to them. Yeah. And just build yeah. The so a second ago, you mentioned the word manifest and. I want to dive into manifestation because manifestation is huge in, I think, both the the work that we do, but I think it's even more applicable to what you do. So can you explain manifestation to my listeners in a way that would be easy for us to kind of grasp it? Yes. So manifesting to me is what you put out into the universe, you get back. Mm -hmm. So if you're constantly complaining and putting out negative energy, you are attracting negative circumstances to yourself. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if you're constantly using positive self-talk, putting positive energy out there, putting your intentions out there, you are going to create a positive, amazing life and attract opportunities, amazing people, miracles, you know, what you put out. That's my interpretation of it. And my understanding of it has really actually just kind of shifted in the past month. I read this book called Becoming Magic and I realized in my business, have you read that? No, I think my sister um, just bought that actually on Amazon and said she was going to read it. I'm pretty sure that's the book. And I was like, I think I need that after you, Amanda. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So it's basically, she had a different take on it and it really opened my eyes because because I did just start this online business this year and I'm so into manifesting, so into the law of attraction. I'm trying to manifest like a certain amount of clients every week, a certain amount of money every month. But she said sometimes when you're trying to manifest and you're hyper-focusing on it, like I'm thinking, oh, I want 15 clients a week. I want 15 clients a week. You actually in the end turn end up thinking about the opposite, like feeling that lack, being like, oh shit, like I'm not there yet. Yeah. And bringing more of that into your life. So she says what's so important, rather than trying to micromanage while you manifest, is just holding that like receiving mode, holding that positive energy and just letting the positive things come to you. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, it does. So when we talk about manifestation, my head goes to, yeah, asking the universe and putting out that positive energy and all, all those things that you just said manifesting to me would seem like one aspect of reaching our goals. So is there another portion of manifestation that is, yes, let's, let's, let's ask, let's also put in the work and manifest all of the good things that really make us get closer to our goals. So, I mean, what I got from that is like, do you, is there another part of manifesting other than just putting it out there? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, what you want to do when you manifest is you want to really get like so clear on your end result, so clear on the business you want to create, the health that you want to create, whatever it is that you want to manifest, get so clear on that end result and just believe with your whole heart that it's happening. Yeah. And then what at that belief, action is where the magic is going to happen. So you're taking that aligned action that when you're feeling inspired to take action towards it, you're taking that action. And then all these miracles just seem to be happening around you. That's making the manifestation come true. So obviously to your daily habits, I so believe you don't attract what you want, but you attract who you are. Mm -hmm. 
So version of you become that version of you that already has whatever it is that you're putting out there. Yeah. And then you're going to. Yeah. No, I, I love this conversation and this has been such a good conversation conversation with self-talk. I mean, getting into your subconscious, like things that I am not that knowledgeable on. So it's been really fun to have you on this podcast so we can like dive into a different realm of, of self-love and gratitude and mental health journey, weight loss, confidence, like all of these amazing things have been touched on today. So I appreciate you being on my podcast. Yeah, it's been so fun. Talks like this are my favorite thing in the world where you're just vibing with someone yeah. with such positive energy who's so inspired to just create their dream life. Like that yeah. is what it's all about. Yeah. So where can everybody find you? Like pimp yourself out, your website, like everything, Instagrams. Yeah. So my website is www.megan-moriarty.com. And there you could get my Miracle Weight Loss Hypnosis Audio for free. It just pops up on the homepage. And you could follow me on Instagram at Hypnotherapy with Megan. I post a lot of free tips, all my upcoming events. And starting January 1st, I'm launching a 30-day Think Yourself Thin program to be done as a group. So oh it involves gosh. the therapy, movement, community. I'm so excited about it. That's and amazing. Yeah, I'm so excited. And then my email is just info at megan-moriarty.com if you want to connect through there. Awesome. I will put your website and your information in my show notes as well so people can get you from this podcast. But again, thank you so much for being here. This was such a fun and positive conversation. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me. So as always, everybody, please subscribe to this podcast, rate it and review it, share it with your family and your friends. Let's spread some more goodness out into a world that needs it so much right now. So I will talk to you guys next week. 